lights start a blank and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. This episode covering uh, episode number two, titled Cobbler. Uh, and we have a pie in front of us. Yeah, we brought a pie. Right now. Uh, Yeah, uh, Sam and Brian bought a pie. Um, I don't know how this is going to play out, but right now we're just eating it. Uh, I am Mike Marbach. I am the host of the podcast. If you could introduce yourself, going around to the right. My name is Michael Henley. I'm Samantha Russell. And I'm Brian Craig. Cool. Uh, So, (laughs) what's my name? (laughs) Brian Craig. Oh, can we start with... We... When we got in the car uh, last week in our sick and stupor, we both went, oh, we forgot to mention that there is a red string around Marco's Marco's ring ring that is sizing it for for Jimmy. And this was the thing we were very upset with ourselves Mm -hmm. for. And then it got brought up to us by both Pat O'Keefe and uh, Alyssa. Uh, Barrett Jackson. Yeah, they they ABJ. let they let us know that we forgot to mention this, and we we knew mm-hmm. that we yeah. had forgotten to mention it. But yeah, uh, yeah we uh, were horrified. Alyssa uh, Barrett Jackson, uh, performer at the Philly Improv Theater, she sent us uh, sent us an email. A at diatribe. S- yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all caps. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so many serifs. Um, uh, Talking, talking about that. She emailed us at srmpodcast at gmail.com. So if anybody else out there is listening mm-hmm. and you uh, want to yell at us for things that we miss or pat us on the back, shake our hands for things that we, uh, we hit that maybe you missed, uh, feel free to do that. We welcome any kind of a communication. Yeah. Let us uh, know people are listening. In fact, other things that we've been uh, pointed out since last episode is that uh, there are some freestanding Cinnabons in the uh, Houston area. Mm-hmm. Big question from the last Sorry. podcast. <laughs> are there freestanding Thanks Cinnabons? Thanks to uh, listener uh, Colleen Simmons, a Houston native. Cool. Excellent. Uh now I'm just now I can only question more <laughs> about those those freestanding Cinnabons. It's like, is it only in Texas? Are there more? Um, yeah, we're going to be <laughs> Sorry, we're chomping gonna down pie. on some cobbler, on some pie uh, throughout this podcast. Uh, so, what are your? Unless you had more that you wanted. No, to I just in. wanted to mention that. Okay, and and mention our shame. It's yeah. a good. Yeah, it is a good point. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we certainly, yeah, we certainly didn't miss it while we were watching it. We just no, forgot yeah. to bring right. it up yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, I mean that's the case with anything that we ever don't mention. Mm-hmm. We just forgot mm-hmm. to bring it up. Right, but it's we're sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, just, we didn't not mention it. We probably talked mm-hmm. about it right after the podcast. Mm-hmm. To be yeah. honest with everybody, um, that's probably not true. Uh, <laughs> we know what we're doing. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. professionals uh-huh. here. Yeah. We Pie. We yeah. know the kettle. We have first frozen names. pie, as it turns out. <laughs> this pie is pretty cold. All right. Uh, so, what are some first impressions of this episode? I um have a big mouthful of pie, but um I really enjoyed this episode. You got to see a, so many different types of Jimmy, yeah, and into Saul. That was really. Really fun to see that you got to see Jimmy, the the sort of straight and narrow lawyer at H and H M. You got to see him kind of being the embarrassed little brother in front of Chuck. You kind of got him to see him 
with his new boss mm-hmm. being like trying to get his praise, and then you got to see him doing his thing as Saul at the end. Sometimes in the middle of the same scene, you get to see the yeah. transitions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we got to see a lot more Kim um, as a person. Yeah, rather than as like a like a, a scene movement device, yeah, an accessory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I said <laughs> I said out loud at her as they're eating pie at the end of the episode. Uh, her her speech to Jimmy uh, was way more intense than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. Like I like maybe because there's like no there was no score. Like it was just a yeah. quiet scene scolding about like and very emotional. Yeah, and it was right after something so silly and yeah. bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You, you kind of just go, oh, you, you're off guard, and you're like, yeah. okay, the yeah. conclusion of the episode. Yeah, we're all yeah, happy. It's a very like a whiplashy mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it's re- it's really kind of it's really good writing, basically, for them to construct this whole scene with uh, Jimmy in the interrogation room that you know goes off in this weird path, and all of a sudden, oh, it's very funny, you know, and it's quirky and it's weird, and all of a sudden, and then it takes a character like Kim, you know, as she's being told the story, you know, and to hear everything that Jimmy's done to really kind of take a step back and just be like, well, that's kind of fucked up. And then we as an audience go like, oh, yeah, that is you're kind right. of Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're on board with yeah. him the right. whole time and you don't really even think about it. Right. Like, oh, well, of course he would He would make a video with the pie. Why wouldn't why, he do why? that? That's yeah. just, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and in that scene, each time he is like, ah, oh, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. see it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, he's going he's gonna to make that. Yeah. Uh, I thought the episode was... was I thought it was really well balanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was again just very good, especially so well shot. Like the that opening where, where Chuck is playing the piano yeah. and yeah. the sun kind of uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah. It was just everything about this uh, this episode. Yeah, I'm on board. We'll keep yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Um, she was alright, I guess. So I want <laughs> to talk. He's got about, some legs. He's <laughs> yeah. got some legs. I wanted to talk first about the storyline with Mike. Uh, so what are your thoughts there? And this is just, we'll keep this pretty open. Uh, any, any thoughts on storyline? Maybe summarize what happened? Uh, anything? Um, well, I guess it starts with, um, the scene that Brian and I thought was from the last episode, last (laughs) podcast, of, uh, Price pulling up to, um, the police station and Mike's at the, uh, the booth, mm-hmm. and then realizes what's happening, and he kind of tries to talk some sense into him, going, they're just, they know something's up. Yeah. And he's just so enamored with his baseball cards and <laughs> that he will not let them go. So yeah. Mike agrees to get his baseball cards back. Yeah. Because he knows what And happened. it's telling that the line that finally tips Mike over the edge yeah. is the fact that some of those baseball cards were my dad's. Yeah. 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 So then it becomes sentimental, and Mike's just, he's a very, he's a little bit of a softy sure. when mm-hmm. it comes to mm-hmm. stuff like that. Especially family. when it comes to sons and dads. Sons yeah. and dads, exactly, yeah. And, and well, family in general, because he's like mm-hmm. that with his granddaughter, too. Mm-hmm. He's very, you know, mushy. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a big mush. But, uh, so that, that triggered him to go and find Nacho at his... Job, which with, is his, with his dad, with his dad, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that place? It was like just a, like a textile, like a car upholstery place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And uh, let's see, and we got to see Nacho at the sewing machine, which was yeah. kind of mm-hmm. nice to yeah. see a big tough guy behind a sewing machine. Yeah. I don't know, not mm-hmm. usually seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, so Mike kind of tricks him to go outside, and uh, or you know tells his dad that he wants him to. Uh, 
reupholster his car. The dad, they keep making fun of his car because it's old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh... They keep uh, underselling him. Like, they keep yeah. talking him down from what he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He wanted uh, alligator. alligator, your crocodile. Oh, crocodile, yeah. We said alligator, and then the translation was crocodile. Yeah. crocodile. Uh, and he's like, eh, it's just, it's going to clash. Yes. Let's, let's get him into something, something a little, little, little simpler. Yeah. yeah his dad was a, a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. I like Nacho's dad. Mm-hmm. And this scene, like, he also, when his dad goes back in, because um, he gets a call or something. I can't even remember exactly. Yeah, the phone was yeah. The phone was ringing. And his dad goes back in, and then um, Nacho is left alone with Mike, and Mike, Nacho is assuming that he's threatening his family, going, oh, you're coming here, you're, you're threatening my family. And he's going, no, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Tuco that you're selling drugs. So he's making it, he never really, really makes things personal. It's no. always about business. And yeah. he takes this, his threatening of Nacho into a business manner and not into a family matter because that's not, he keeps them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said it's a, uh, it's a carrot and stick situation. Yeah. 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 Which, which Nacho took to me yeah. that his yeah. family is the, the stick. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I prefer the carrot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so? Oh, am, am I doing this? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so he, uh, okay, so so Nacho kind of reluctantly agrees for a, a handoff. Yeah. They uh, trade over his uh, Price's stupid vehicle, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> they give him back the uh, baseball cards, and they also give uh, Mike's, he give, gives Mike money, Nacho gives Mike money, because he said $10,000, $10, and he still got the money from the drugs that he stole, mm-hmm. so he ended up walking away with 60000 I believe, yeah. was the amounts. Yeah. Oh, they also call... Uh, when uh, Price found out that Nacho wasn't going to keep the car, he was genuinely disappointed. And Nacho <laughs> said, I wouldn't try that because it looks like a school bus for yeah, a six-year-old kid. He gave yeah. that, which which this guy, this actor, K-Stress, uh, whatever his real name is, um, I'm not going to look that up. He's, he's going to be our Kettleman. Yeah, he's, he's this, this um, Kettleman. So he's K-Stress, Yo-Yo Master. Yo-Yo Master K-Stress. He... Does the he's he's so good mm-hmm. at this yeah. character, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and he gives these little speeches, um, whether it's about baseball cards, mm-hmm. whether it's about um, <laughs> the taking care of the vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going on and on and on about you know well you're going to want to get the almost like Biff um, wax in the car mm-hmm. right? you're going to well, he's hi- yeah he's hyper focused on the details of the stupid stuff yeah yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's. It's so funny. Um, he also, because we, we always talked about the him sounding like Lundegaard, and he said something about the true coat, which yeah. I thought yeah. was really, like, I, I couldn't yeah. stop laughing about him going, no, but you gotta, you gotta, you know, be careful with that true coat. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I really loved from this scene was how it really began, which was Mike, shot of Mike in the booth, mm-hmm. uh, looking down at his coffee. Oh, right. Uh, and oh, see yeah. the impact tremors. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you look up, He look. you see him looking up, and then this look of disgust yeah. on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see the uh, the um, Hulkamaniac. Yeah, the school uh, bus for Hummer. six-year-old pimps. Yeah, Hummer come in. And Mike taking his break from the booth means that he just leaves the gate up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you, just, yeah, yeah. you just go. Yeah. Uh, this is more important. Yeah, and he's like, why are you here? Oh, the, the cops uh, just had a few more questions for me. And, yeah. and he explains that they're going on a uh, they're going on a fishing trip. Yeah. yeah. And they suspect something. No, why would they well, why would they expect you know it's just uh, you know they're really invested. They're really invested in yeah. trying to trying to you know, they want my cards back. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite thing in that whole scene too is how 
extraordinarily patient, Mike yeah. is with yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh my god. I think he he realizes how stupid yeah. this guy is. <laughs> so any real bad move uh, is going to send him away. Uh, Which is also the funny he, thing, like in not he told Nacho, "You don't know how stupid this guy is." He's like, "Oh yes, I do," but like Nacho doesn't know that he's even stupid. Because he, like, mm-hmm. he did report this to the police. Like, yeah. of course, a normal, sane person or even a stupid person might not call the police when you're selling drugs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and but Mike, Mike also sorry. doesn't start. Uh, unnecessary shit too because you know there is a moment when Price says I'm not stupid you know Mike lets it go yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and he says um, uh, where is this uh, <clears throat> oh it's probably a bad idea for you to I'm just gonna say it's probably a bad idea for you to willingly talk to the to the police yeah. uh, and he says that uh, I, you're now putting me at risk yeah, yeah. Uh, which is what kind of launched this this, this whole thing uh, in the first place. All right, I'll find your cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you you do that? It's it's gonna cost you. Yeah. Um, and what was it? He he said you, you kind of went over it already. Um, uh, the, gets the cards back plus ten thousand cash. Ten thousand go on the mic. Ten thousand. Mike wanted ten thousand dollars for the the whole tra- You know, doing the yeah. whole transaction, so and then. Uh, he was going to still bank sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. Nacho with the, yeah. the Hummer, and the threat was that he wouldn't tell Tuco. Yeah, Tuco, about... he would tell Tuco that he's yeah selling drugs on the yeah. side and not letting him yeah. know, like, right. yeah. him in on the deal. Yep. Um, and so selling the Hummer, he gives that speech. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the look of disappointment on his face when uh, he takes it to the chop shop. Um, yeah. And one of the other really fun things was. Uh, him just going through looking at the cards. Yeah. Sure yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, mantle? Yeah, uh, here. Uh, yeah, Willie, I think we're all, all right. Yeah, okay. We're all good here. Um, and the moment where I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. Uh, I didn't think anything real bad was going to happen, but uh, Nacho kind of waves waves him over, uh, price over, and kind of whispers in his ear, yeah. like, now our business is concluded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then he just kind of stands there. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then he says that, uh, oh, I just couldn't help but feel like there's a should have been an apology something yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the police call again mm-hmm. yeah. um, with this take me out to the ball game take me out to the ball game thing there yeah uh, and he calls up this happens a little later but uh, Mike calls up Saul yeah. uh, calls up Jimmy and says uh, are you still what did he say morally flexible are you flexible? still morally you still flexible morally flexible um and he asked just, him just at the right moment for yeah. him to say yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so about all of that, any other stray stray thoughts? Um, it, just color wise, we didn't see a lot. Usually with Nacho, you see more red. Mm-hmm. He only had there was a little bit of red in the logo on his shirt, but he was very devoid of color okay, in no. all of this, which was like not his usual thing but he was wearing a similar style shirt that he had worn previously that had a red back and this time it was just gray and black so I thought that was kind of interesting because Mike's usually a lot of grays and I think I, I, I you know like that's more of a a clear head to like maybe a sort of being logical mm-hmm. yeah. about things yeah even if they are criminal yeah any others? Not really. 
anything about because uh, we have the, the the at least the name brought up again, which is Tuco Tuco yeah. Salamanca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think there's going to be anything with Tuco and Nacho going down this season <clears throat> that Jimmy is somehow going to be involved in, or maybe Mike? Maybe I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, yeah. I have to assume so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed getting to see uh, Nacho with his dad. Mm-hmm. I can't. We probably we probably heard his name, but I didn't catch it. What Nacho's real name is? Uh, Ignacio. Ignacio. Right? I think it was That's Ignacio. right. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that like humanizes Nacho like that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm definitely yeah all for. Cool. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. right we'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. Oh, the main, on the Nacho. Uh, the main talk character. character. Yeah. Nacho <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we open up with, uh, Chuck playing piano, uh, and I, does anybody know what piece that was? No, I should look. It was called a Sicilian, which is a, uh, that's what I have. I told you to write down Sicilian. Yeah. It's Sicilian. E-N-N-E is how the, what does that mean? It's like a, it's a, it's a slow tempo, uh, Minor key, yeah, minor key type thing. The uh, it's usually in like a six eight time or a twelve eight time. And uh, one of the examples that I saw when I was doing a brief amount of research was the Godfather theme is also that type of uh, song, which Samantha pointed out is why her dad probably had a hard time dancing to it because it wasn't (laughs) in four four time; it was in like a six eight. Does that piece have a title? The Godfather one? No, the um, the one that Chuck was playing. I didn't write that down. Because I Shazam. Oh, we wrote down the name you of Rebecca. You Shazammed it. Uh, yeah. Uh, we wrote that down. Yeah, the handwritten Rebecca Boys at the top. We did write that down because okay. that felt significant. Because he kind of like put his hand over it. Yeah. I'm not sure who that, that is. Yeah. Um, I, I Shazammed it, and yes. I asked you guys first because I can't believe that this would be the case, um, and I don't think that it is. I just found it funny. Um, uh, Titled Deep Sleep Aid from Bedtime Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Which could be the case, maybe. I don't know, but uh, I really don't think so. Um, So that's Shazam for you. Uh, (laughs) Breaking Goodman Podcast brought to you by Shazam. Uh, It's listening. Deep Sleep Baby. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then we have Howard coming by. (laughs) Howard uh, Hamlin coming by delivering some some goods. Uh, And... It seemed like there was a lot of muffins. I, I, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but a whole lot of muffins. There was a lot of weird... Lot of, I we thought were I watching. saw a lot of pasta, like... Uh, pasta. Oh, yeah, pasta. Pasta. yeah. Yeah, and then a lot of vegetables came out of the last bag. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it seemed like a lot of stuff, but yeah. especially for somebody who doesn't have a refrigerator, but I guess pasta and muffins don't really... Because yeah. maybe no. it's a weekly thing, and then, you yeah. know, yeah. you might need a lot of muffins if you don't leave your house and... Mm-hmm. He seems like a guy who would be concerned about his bran intake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that type of session, I imagine, Chuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he asks uh, Howard about Jimmy, uh, and Howard tells him that he's working at, at Davis and Mains. Mm-hmm. They're both tiptoeing around the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but it also seemed like Howard was being kind of pretty clear, like, I like I'm done with that part of things. Yes. Yeah, uh, and I did not stand in the way. This he kept, he yeah. said that twice. Yeah. and I, as I yeah. said before, I didn't stand in the way. Yeah, so he knows that this is usually Chuck asked him to stand in the way, right. and he wanted to make it very clear he didn't he didn't do anything to promote it, but he mm-hmm. also did not do anything to stop it. Yeah, but this seemed to really work up 
Chuck, that yeah. he was very upset at him saying, oh, well, yeah, Jimmy's got away with people, and yeah. do they know about his background, mm-hmm. do they know who he is? Yeah, I, I told them everything, and mm-hmm. Kim was really pushing for it, and I uh, just want to mention once again, yeah. didn't stand in the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's Casey Kasem now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't stand in the way. Uh, and he's on the uh, uh, partner track? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I'd partner say track, yeah. 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 Uh, and then he goes back, Chuck goes back to the piano, almost starts playing again, uh, and then it's just like him kind of... fixated on the, on yeah. the metronome. metronome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything and on, on that bit? That's, can, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was supposed to say, can someone actually remind me, Chuck mentions in this scene, he says to Howard, I'm planning on maybe stopping by the office sometime this week. Does he say that before or after? after. I think he said that after. Okay. After he found so this so. out, oh, yeah. he, he feels, I think he needs to... Stop, stop what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, He needs to stop it because Howard didn't stop it, or at least yeah. get a closer uh, yeah get an overview of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I the, just color wise, usually Chuck is a little more blue, and in this scene, he was very dark, mm-hmm. and all of it was very dark. Like usually, even in his house, you start to you see blue, a lot more blue stuff. There was like a blue towel on the counter, mm-hmm. and he had like a very dark blue shirt underneath his black sweater, but he it, the whole scene was very just yeah. dark and I got gray. a lot of grays and greens. And then even in the piano room, it was very just brown, like just dark. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's just kind of in a bad place, like well, without any without, connection. And, <laughs> without the rest of it, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, so we go to the boardroom with Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is set up. Everything looks perfect, but not too perfect. Uh, because she switches the uh, the layout, the book, so that Jimmy is yeah, she didn't want to next, next to, to her. Francis. Yeah. Oh, no, who would? Yeah, no, no Francis is the worst. <laughs> but it's uh, when they when they get back to it too. They're both similar, sitting in very similar positions, and mm-hmm. then they both have very like similar outfits on. Mm-hmm. And both times when we see them sitting together, they're both their their outfits are very complimentary. Mm-hmm. That they look. Like, very, very similar. Yeah. And then we have that slow tilt mm-hmm. down uh, to a little... little uh, just a little starts of footsies. <laughs> uh, the beginnings of some footsie games. Um, and uh, then they're kind of outside smoking. Uh, and just kind of, I guess, planning how this is going to work. How this relationship, this budding relationship is going to work about halfway points and mm-hmm. things we're going to have. But I think have. they, were, and they, they again, started it as a conversation about well, where are you going to live because now you work there. And then he's going, well, sometimes I come to Albuquerque so I don't want to move to Santa Fe. Like it, it started as a work conversation mm-hmm. and then it sort of just melded into it's very a naturally into yeah, until the, and then she dropped the word we and then the, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And he noticed. Yeah, yeah, you should get a house here, and you should get a lot of land, you should get horses, you should have Maybe this. Maybe we could get a and smoker. we should get a smoker. But it was just a very, like, yeah, natural, yeah. oh, we should get a smoker, too. Like Barbecue for days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think, in a way, freaked both of them out, I think. Like, I think after she said it, she realized what she said and was yeah, kind yeah. of like a mm-hmm. little, oh, Smoker's a big investment. Yeah, that's that <laughs> a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> You always remember your first smoker. Right. Um, uh, and her her face was in the shadow the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which uh, can't have they can't have been uh, just conven- can, uh, incidental. 
Yeah. Uh, well, there was also, and this is one of the few things, and of course, if I if I recognize it, it probably means nothing. Um, but there was the shadow, but along the lines of the shadow, there was like this red, mm-hmm. blue, red, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, kind yeah. of like a prismy, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of going across the across the two of them. Mm-hmm. So for. You know, is that anything, guys? <laughs> I have to. Ima- I, I, I have to imagine the whole thing was kind of like she is having this idealized vision of what the two of them together are going to be like, mm-hmm. and her, and figuratively, her head is in the clouds, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's kind of not looking at the the red part of yeah. Jimmy's life, which For is sure. the salt part. And so when it comes back later, when we get to it, to the the eating pie in bed conversation, I think that's when the light's fully on her face. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Any other uh, additions there? I don't think so. We get a gift. Yeah. Oh, right. It's a gift. That was adorable. World's second best lawyer. <laughs> Travel mug. Yeah. Yellow. Did she... Rewrite that? Did she yeah, write the that? The second okay. best part is in yeah. like a like a paint marker. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess she's first, huh? And then we cut to the nail salon mm-hmm. uh, outside of the nail salon, which is pretty great. And they're all uh, all the workers there, and I guess people getting their nails done are kind of gathered around watching uh, his old yellow car get uh, towed away. In favor of the new Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, Which could have happened anywhere. Yeah. But he had yeah. it happen in, right yeah. Front of, yeah. in front of them. Yeah. Uh, just the manager was so upset. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very sad to see the old car go, though. Yeah. You know, he yeah. kind of pats it a little bit. As yeah. he goes. He's yeah. Anything else about that scene? Oh, then, then he goes to put the cup holder in the cup, and it doesn't, it doesn't fit. Too big. Yeah. yeah, and I think that this that's like a representation of this car is not for him. This yeah. isn't, this it's probably isn't metric. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Jimmy looks up at the sunroof, and I'm guessing has a, uh, a flashback to the old Chicago, Chicago sunroof. Chicago sunroof. Yeah. Don't yeah. leave that open. Yeah, yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he has that moment. He has the the mug not fitting, the yeah. gift from Kim, yeah, not fitting, not fitting Kim, in this new car. not fitting into, into his, his new life. life. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right, guys, who's with uh-huh. you? Uh, and, Real subtle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, what, what the other moment uh, we didn't mention was uh, what about a goodbye hug? Huh? Can we get a nice goodbye hug? Talking to the. Um, uh, the woman who always yelled at him about the cu- cucumber water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to, he's at Davis in Maine working. Uh, we hear some guitar music. Um, Which I it? thought was just a soundtrack. Yeah. It's just yeah. not like a soundtrack yeah. until, I re- until he went into the room and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. It's Begley Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just music playing over because that's. it seems like that's yeah. what would happen in that, yeah. in that mm-hmm. space. Uh, so we go, yeah, and it's EBJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, EBJ is, uh, is playing a little... Playing a few riffs, is that what it's called? Playing, playing some riffs yeah, on the, uh, you know, yeah. on the guitar. Oh, he's, he's, sh- he's, yeah. ripping some hot <laughs> he's ripping some hot licks. Yeah, for his his anta office, I guess it would be. It's yeah. a side office. Yeah, on his uh, uh, vegetable oil powered guitar. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, that sounds delicious. And Jimmy follows follows him follows music to EBJ. And what was the the conversation here? Some of it was businessy. 
or maybe all of it was yeah, business. Yeah, he pretty much all lawyery kind yeah. of. He did welcome him there, like at the beginning, and Jimmy went, "Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here," but it sounded very insincere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then it, then it got businessy, where he was. They were talking about the case. I believe. Yeah, the one thing about the case I think they were mentioning, and I could probably, oh, I can't, well, I could always get it wrong. I could always get everything wrong. Yeah. Um, we could always I, just also pause it and go watch it. <laughs> nah, they never know. Nah. And we'll edit it. Uh, I think what was happening there uh, was he was talking about the contracts, kind of leases for uh, Sandpiper residents mm-hmm. uh, and the allowance program. Uh, and oh, right, they were right, saying right. that it's voluntary. Yeah. Um, but when he looks, he sees that not a single person has opted out of it, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, which led him to believe that, that there's they're being voluntary. very kind of um, shady about yeah. all of it. Uh, and EBJ says, uh, "Well, there is he Davis or is he Maine? He's Cliff Davis. He's Davis, He's right. Davis. or uh, Cliff Maine? I, don't know. <laughs> I honestly, I or just Cliff, remember Cliff the Cliff part. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, Ed Begley Jr. EBJ." Is that what we're going with? Is that what he goes by? I prefer Begs. Begs? Yeah. All right. Why not? I call him Begs. 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 No, I don't think I like that. Jay? We could always pause it, come to a consensus. <laughs> we check <laughs> the internet says. We could always pause it, get him on the phone, and yeah, see what he likes to be called. Oh, hey, Begs. Vegetable oil hey, Begs, what do you prefer? Who is uh, this? <laughs> Stop calling me that. <laughs> All right, it's not Begs, then. <laughs> Uh, so he says, okay, well, you might be on, you might be onto something. And then that's the end of, well, Jimmy gets this look on his face where it's just like, he's really, it's this complicated look where he's like, he's happy that he's getting the compliment, but also because he doesn't quite fit into this world. He doesn't quite know how to take it. Uh So like, it's this weird mix of like graciousness and also discomfort, Um, which is a nice little (laughs) character moment. Yeah. And suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is kind of like his father figure brother stand-in now. Mm-hmm. And he's not yeah. used to getting that acceptance yeah, from him. Yeah, that kind of affirmation. Yeah, in, in, yeah, in yeah, a lawyerly yeah. setting. Yeah. We head to Chuck, who is preparing to go to the office, mm-hmm. checking out his uh, the lining, his spacesuit lining in the jacket. Poor Ernesto. Or, Ernesto. I know Ernesto's Ernesto. wearing like, yellowish and, like a yellowish shirt. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, poor Ernesto. Yeah. Are right, we going somewhere not, today? You're not doing well. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> going into work. <clears throat> Headed in. Uh, so Jimmy is at a meeting with, uh, a Sandpiper meeting <laughs> with um, HHM people and I think some, or maybe he's the representative from Davis and Maine. I don't know if there was any others from, yeah, from them sure. there. Um, but I guess that's the role he's playing between yeah. those two maybe. And but he's holding he, court. He's yeah. yeah. He's being effective lawyer stuff super, and also mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. some good jokes. Super yeah. confident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What did he say? There was something funny that he said in. I uh, was talking about how the clients are <laughs> yeah. their best resource uh, because they they have all like they have the most information. Uh, they're most of them are hoarders. So right. They, they keep. Uh, receipts back through the Eisenhower administration, yeah. Yeah. and also they frequently have room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's he's going through this, uh, and he sees one of the other associates walk in with the plastic bin. Yeah, uh, and you see almost immediately he starts losing uh, confidence. Yeah. He starts mm-hmm. losing his train of thought. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, Harry says uh, that he. Harold. Harry? Howie. Howie. Howard. 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 Howard.
uh, Hamlin says, uh, okay, everybody, need your uh, cell phones, uh, pagers, um, key, key, fobs. Fobs. key fobs. What are key fobs? That's the little thing. Oh, is that what it's called? Key, key, a fob? fob? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Huh. I thought the fobs were like the ShopRite savings scanner uh, thing. That's just, a, that's just a store card. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, why? I guess that would explain why no one handed those in. <laughs> uh, I, I thought they were called fobs. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, it's not always pause it. Fob yeah. You could edit that out. You could edit that uh, little uh, faux pas out. No, uh, we edited out uh, very. <laughs> no, we didn't edit anything out last <laughs> No, we certainly did Terrible not. Math. I, I imagine it was a very smooth edit, even Terrible. if we had edited something. Terrible math. Uh, for the record, uh, I did. Save that audio in itself. <laughs> Just in uh, case. So, uh, guys, uh, watch your steps. <laughs> we were sick. <laughs> yeah. We were having sick, sick brain math. <laughs> sick brain math. Yeah, some sick brain come, math. Nobody knows what we're talking about. I'm yeah. That's quite all right. We did terrible math, uh, and that's we'll leave it at that. Uh, so, yeah, the hand in I wasn't phones. sick. I had no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you used the phone. <laughs> <laughs> You did inappropriate math with the calculator. In my defense, I got nothing. Uh, maybe I'll I'll tag the. You know why not? Just put it back in there at the, at the end of this podcast. I'll, I'll slip it back in. No, 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 don't. don't, um, don't do slipping Jimmy it in there. Uh, so he collects the phones, the the pagers, key fobs, and Chuck enters. Uh, Locks himself down at the head yep, of the table. Head of the table. Yeah. And he does that thing where he's just like, no, 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 continue. Yeah, yeah. Pretend, yeah. Pretend, yeah. Pretend, pretend I'm not here. Pretend I'm not here. Pretend I'm not here. The most passive-aggressive thing to say at any time. Just pretend I'm not here. Pretend I'm not here. That yeah. really throws yeah. off Jimmy, and Jimmy awesome. can, like, almost cannot continue. Mm-hmm. And then Kim puts her hand on his leg, yeah. and, like, you can do this. And yeah. he's able to, okay, yeah, I can do this. And then suddenly he's playing Johnny Be Good. Yeah. His parents kissed, yeah. and it all worked out. Which is what makes time <laughs> travel possible. <laughs> um, all right, so Chuck and Jimmy are out in the hall. Jimmy calls to him, or uh, Chuck calls to him. Jimmy doesn't answer. Chuck mm-hmm. calls again. Uh, he goes over, he chats with him, and just asks him, why are you here? Yeah. And he says, and this is something I do definitely want us to chat about because I, I wasn't sure what to get from it, um, is to bear witness. Chuck says, I'm here to bear witness. What do you got for I, that? I think he's he's just, he keeps hearing everybody saying what a great lawyer he is, and he can't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's just so blinded by, and after the episode, I will admit, I talked to Brian about this, and I, <laughs> I sort of, there's a part of me that understands Chuck and what Chuck's mm-hmm. going through. Like, have you ever been like, I'm really good at this, I've worked very hard at it, and then somebody just walks in and they're not, they're not... They're getting all this praise and they're not doing very good. And you're going, what's it? Sure. No, this isn't what I. This isn't what you do. You're doing it wrong. And then you're all upset, but no, everybody thinks you're crazy. And it's all like that Simpsons episode too with Frank Grimes when he comes in and mm-hmm. and Homer's just this bumbling idiot and he's worked really hard and he's really smart and he's mm-hmm. just getting so frustrated. And like I feel like that's sort of where tr- Chuck is that he's he still can't see it that Jimmy is. And Jimmy is, he's still slipping Jimmy, he still is, like, he's Saul Goodman, and mm-hmm. I think Chuck is the only one who sees that in a mm-hmm. way, that he's capable of doing those things, and that's what it is, like, he's, he wants to try to go in just to see what other people see of Jimmy, mm-hmm. and he, he's trying to make himself see it. I, you just made me think of this uh, comparison. Um, do you think that there's some element of, like, Mozart 
Salieri. Just about to say this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a very good point. Uh, Except Salieri, as much as he would loathe to it, was able to, at least in some part of himself, admit that Mozart's music was better. We, which could be where this is leading. Could be where this is leading, yeah. Uh, we don't know necessarily know how it's going to play out, but right now it definitely seems like there's this Mozart-Salieri sort of, uh, sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Check out the movie. Amadeus, uh, or I guess history. Um, but <laughs> just go with Amadeus. Yeah, go with Amadeus. <laughs> it's, it's such a such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Milo Sporman. Yeah, uh, and uh, a young Tom Hulse, <laughs> which I don't know. Uh, I think he did Parenthood also, right? Wasn't he? He was. Parenthood? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's his face? F. Murray Abraham. Yes. Yeah. Uh, of uh, one of those off-numbered. Star Trek's. He, he was in Star Trek Nine Insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now that we got that all out of the way, but yeah, I definitely feel a uh, now that you you brought that 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 in sort of context that there is this Mozart Salieri type mm, type thing. Yeah. Um, so to bear witness, any other any other thoughts on on that, or did Sam kind of cover it? I feel like the wording there is very interesting because Chuck is going like kind of an official route, you know, in the sense that like Chuck has this very orderly mind i mean they pay, they they practically scream that to us in our own way you know and reestablish that in the very first scene when it's the metronome you know everything's very very ordered and neat in in chuck's life basically and jimmy is an anomaly jimmy is this variable that you know is just chaos and uncontrollable and the way chuck regains control even in this situation is basically you know kind of showing up you know and you know doing his thing but he's not coming to watch his brother he's coming to watch it's almost like he's trying to he he's he's watching a crime that's about to happen and just no one else knows what's what's going mm-hmm. to happen and yeah. he wants to get all his ducks in a row so that he feels vindicated yeah. you know it's almost like he's writing everything down basically for what happened so that when something does explode later on down the line he'll just be like well actually you know what i was the only one who noticed yeah. this, this but this is why know. i told you not to hire him exactly mm-hmm. yeah it was right on the the one connection I thought, and it could be a stretch, and I'm not even sure, really. I should look these things up, is what I'm getting at. Um, but uh, one of the, the commandments, isn't there a commandment uh, bearing false witness? Against thy neighbor? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that checks out. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, so just like the, 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 phrasing, the phrasing there, uh, which to me could also say that Maybe that's what he's he's gonna he maybe he's gonna try to do what he can to uh, undermine uh, undermine Jimmy some more. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's you have to refresh my memory because uh, I only watched it last night. I thought uh, it was about the commandments, dude. Yeah, I only <laughs> read the them. Nine? I only was reading them last night, so I'm not as fresh <laughs> as some of you guys. Now, what did he say in like a sarcastic way? I, he said I it. He says, I hear he's what, very Chuck, so it's just yeah. kind of hard, because I can hard see, to read him sometimes. I can yeah. see, like, in a, like a pompous way, sarcastically saying to Jimmy, oh, I'm here to bear witness to the great James McGill. But I think that's kind of almost everyone. what he means. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't... I, I, he didn't say it as, like, hopefully. Well, yeah, he's certainly he more did, subtle. But yeah. I think that's that's sort of his mindset. Yeah. That he's uh, he he just he, oh well you everybody thinks you're so great so let me see why yeah but he he also is going in there like with a yeah, like, we'll I don't yeah. care what he does it's gonna be bad he's a yeah. con man and he's conned all these yeah. people Chuck yeah. but going back to what you said earlier like he's 
He's he's right. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't. We, like, we have to remember like, that Saul Goodman is not a good person. Right. Like, right. well, Take, really, I mean, like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Taking the hero out of the story. Yeah. Uh, and taking it from Chuck's perspective, he's absolutely right. There's, there's a lot of reasons not to trust this man. But I feel like he also. Well, I don't know if that's true now. Um, but uh, that, I was going to say he kind of pushed him there because he was trying to do the good thing and he was trying to. Um, be a lawyer and do the, the right thing, mm-hmm. and then his brother just kept pushing him back, and that's kind of what pushes him to mm, it. But sure. there's yeah. also that the scene at the end, you see that he he loves the shit out of that. He loves being Saul Goodman, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more than he loves being yeah. Jimmy McGill and being a lawyer. Like yeah. he likes doing that. So I don't think I used to think that Chuck pushed him there, but I don't. I think he would have found his way regardless, whether or not Chuck pushed him back. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I feel like I agree, but I also, well, yeah, I, I feel like there's, I feel like there's no one answer for Jimmy, except for the fact that Chuck basically closes off one answer for him, you know, yeah. by, by doing what he does. So I feel like, I feel like Chuck, excuse me, I feel like Jimmy is somebody who would probably, I think, be just as happy doing his lawyer thing, but on a legit basis. And not necessarily accessing the Saul Goodman part of his life. It's just that he's happy either way. Like, he can find himself in either place. And because Chuck pushes him out of Zone A, he feels... He kind of falls into Zone B and realizes he's still really good at that. I feel like... I don't know, I if, feel I like, I don't know if I agree with yeah, that. Because yeah, I, I, I feel like Jimmy needs that switch, like that yeah. figurative switch in his life switch. where he has that little, uh, that mm. the release valve of having that, because the con part of his life is the part that he enjoys. And I think yeah. what, it, what he also enjoys is, which, which is, this, we saw it in Breaking Bad a lot, and we see it in this, the last scene with Price, and it's the, here's a bunch of things that we have to explain away put this puzzle together and he's somehow always able to take all of these pieces of illegal activity and somehow a little misdirection like, like yep. yeah just yep. make them so it, it, it there's some sort of explanation and I think he loves that that puzzle yeah. and solving that and creating a lie out of a bunch of things mm-hmm. yeah. and I think like after watching that last scene which we I technically we didn't really get to it yet but That's like right. after watching that he that was the most happy he was in this entire episode yeah. like he just felt he was he you you saw this sparkle in his eye and he was just really like this is where he needs to yeah. be and that's who he is and it didn't matter that he was at Davis and Maine it didn't matter any of it like he needed to do that I don't know so sorry I got a little no no no, no that's quite all right um, <laughs> I have a uh, another pointless. Uh, movie comparison yeah. for you guys, uh-huh. uh, and that Stones, is uh, <laughs> no. Rock Vegas. No, <laughs> uh, um, which was one of wow. Piranhas' last. Um, <laughs> such a shame. Um, that is. Wait, did, wait, something happened to Rick Moranis? Yeah, he has an acting. Oh, okay. <laughs> stop doing it. I okay. think his wife was really sick, and then he stopped acting. Right? Yeah, is that what mm-hmm. I heard? Mm-hmm. Am I making that yeah. up? Okay. Uh, I think he also just released some music. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Country album. Yeah, um, and he uh, he's also said that he hasn't retired. He just hasn't had the the, the urge to you know. Yeah, there's I can nothing feel that. Yeah, right. The movie. So yeah, it is a lot like Viva Rock. <laughs> no, no. Um, 
Which I don't even think he was in that second one. I think he was just, <laughs> he was just he in the first, first one. one. No, I, the, was, one of the Baldwin brothers. Yeah, it was. It was Stephen Baldwin. Oh, I think. Why do I know this? We are going off on a it's real. Not the, it's not the Flintstones. Flintstones the, live action the, tangent. The, the, I've never watched the movie, but I know so much about it just from working, like working in a DVD store. Yeah, and just looking at it, so many covers every day. Remember DVD stores, guys? I do. Uh, no, the yeah. movie comparison for Chuck and for Jimmy. What about Bob? Uh, okay. Chuck, ah, is ah. Chuck is Dr. Leo Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. Jimmy McGill is Bob. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that fits fits pretty well. Yeah. There is definitely something wrong with him, but everybody else doesn't see it. Right? Yeah, everybody um, loves Bob. Yeah. You think he's gone? Yeah. <laughs> he's not gone? Um, Baby some, steps. Baby some steps. kind of radical new therapy. Um, all right, so this is the moment where Mike calls Jimmy uh, and says, are you still morally flexible? Uh, I may have a job for you. Cut to... Uh, him representing Price. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was another thing. Uh, so he's getting questioned by um, the by two cops, and uh, he's just saying, "Yeah, it's just not. I'm just trying to let you know it's not a. It's not really a thing anymore. It's all taken. Yeah, taking. Yeah, private investigator, um, and they found my cards. Yeah, uh, and there was the moment where he gets caught up in what the cop says, where the cop says, oh, my dad used to have a, a, a Thai cob um, um, cigar pack or something, yeah. C- yeah. cigarette pack, something like that, or tobacco card, whatever it was. Uh, and then he starts talking all about, yeah, about that one thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, you got to keep the lights yeah. low. Like, uh, yeah, even in it's, it's even just, regular lighting like this. Yeah. Uh, so after a little while, Jimmy sends Price away and starts talking to the cops and says... Uh, yeah, we, let, let's just get down the brass tacks here. We know that uh, you, you found this little cubby hole, uh, but there's you know there's nothing there. Hidey hole. Yeah, was it? It's, it's, hidey it's a little hidey hole. Uh, and uh, and he, then what a tale he weaves. Yeah. Any any we want to weave that tale? Well, um, <laughs> he does this very skillfully, where like he drops in just the right amount of just like no, you don't want to hear this. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. He, no, you know what this is. <laughs> Come on. Um, but uh, essentially, he spells it out for these two absolutely dumbstruck cops that um, uh, that uh, Mr. Price uh, likes to. Um, I'm sorry. Was it yes, was it, it make or star in? He has, well, star star in. He has a wealthy, uh, reclusive uh, patron of the arts. Art. Yes. Patron, patron of the arts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who likes to make not porn, but as Jimmy clarifies, these would more be called fetish videos. Fetish videos. <laughs> um, of um, uh, what he uses so many terms. What's the Hoboken best? squat cobbler? Hoboken yeah. squat cobbler. and cream splat. Yeah, it's yeah. where you uh, sit in a pie mm-hmm. and wriggle around. Wriggle yeah. around. <laughs> That's the important part, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think he said that the that price cries. He's a crier, yeah, which he most cries. not all of them not are. All. Pie yeah. sitters are criers. He's he's, he's a, a real Julianne yeah. Moore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you, you're you're kidding me. Would I make this stuff up? Yeah, like yeah. I would like make, I would make this, this up. up? Yeah. Uh, and the whole time you just see Price walking oh, in the background, and I, yeah. I think he had no idea that this was the plan no, to begin no. with. So he has no idea that's what he's telling them that he sits in pies and cries. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's just looking at stuff on the wall, yeah. drinking his coffee, <laughs> I think the bending machines. Yeah. Uh, and so they're. <laughs> 
I love that just the two cops too, like as they get more invested like the story. Like at one point they like Jimmy's just like, guys, you know what this is? Like you know what it is? And like it's a squat cobbler. Right. And they Don't like tell they me answer, you've never heard of a squat cobbler. Right. And they answer honestly, like, no, what's a squat cobbler? A because like they wanna you know, they wanna know what's going on of price, but B like they just plain wanna know. It's yeah. like, like Jimmy's such a gifted storyteller. Yeah. He has them on the hook so much. Mm-hmm. They're just like but no, wait, what, what, what is this? And what? then they keep turning around to look at Price, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. that guy? Who wants to watch that guy sit in a pie? Uh, and he says, so there, and there's videos. He, the guy took the videos and he took the cards. Uh, yeah, but we, you know, we got him back. Uh, but there's videos of this. Yeah, but you don't, you don't want to see it. It was just yeah. a lover's quarrel. Yeah. Yeah. Lover's spat. Lover's, lover's spat. spat is you, what, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't want to see them, trust me. Uh, so they're leaving, and uh, Price and Jimmy are talking. So, uh, so I'm all, I'm all good now. Uh, uh, business is concluded or whatever. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna have to make a video. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, pretty great because we cut then to him taking uh, four three or four pies, four pies yeah, uh, out of the car. car. Uh, where he, we had that scene you were chatting about, uh, we, we were chatting about earlier with uh, Kim and Jimmy. Kimmy and Jimmy. Kimmy. Um, do you want to talk about that? Anybody? Uh, yeah. Um, so Jimmy's recounting the story to Kim, um, who is um, really kind of, you know, laughing about the whole thing. Um, and uh, then... Jimmy drops the fact that they actually went ahead and made the video, and yeah. they officially, or unofficially in this case, uh, falsified evidence. And Kim has a bad reaction to that. Yeah. Um, and um, you know she she gets very serious. You know she doesn't. She just kind of stiffens in her body language, basically, and she you know says you know I can't hear this. You know she she you know rightly points out that you know if. His firm ever finds out that he's going to be canned, and that he just plain can't do this, and that's kind of how the episode ends. Not with Jimmy even kind of acquiescing to him, to her at all, but just more kind of they're kind of at this impasse that they both don't want to actually fully acknowledge. Right yeah, now. and I think she was confused too at first because she said, "Well, you did this with Davis in Maine," and he's going, "No, no, no, it's just a, just a pro bono thing." And then she's yeah. like, well, "Why did you do that?" And then she said, "I wrote down like, what is the point?" And he's just staring at her. But I think the, the point, like that's the feeling. That's he has to do it. Yeah. He loves point. it, yeah. and he doesn't. He's doing this for free on his on his own time because he he needs to do that, mm-hmm. yeah. and he doesn't have an answer for her because mm-hmm. this is just his impulse. And he brings up uh, Ken wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you didn't have a problem yeah. when we were doing this with a uh, Kenny the douchebag yeah. or something like that. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and she said, "Well, that's different. This is falsifying evidence. Yeah. You're you're risking the best job of your life for some no point pro bono yeah. kind of kind of thing." Um, but and they, she also said, yeah. "You you sound like every criminal out there." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was pretty. And then she she ended with, "I cannot hear about this ever again." Yeah. So like they're coming to sort of an understanding that yeah. she's going. He might keep doing this, but mm-hmm. it, please don't tell me because I yeah. I can't hear this and I can't be with you mm-hmm. or just be around you if yeah. I know you're doing something that's illegal. Yeah. And for me, storytelling wise, uh, it's great. Yeah. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> put down your fist. Um, it's it's great, but it's also it's a pretty. I think that's a pretty big jump. So yeah. so quick, uh, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I just felt like it's like I would have expected in any other series that sort of thing to come several episodes yes. from now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I 
That's why the show is as good as yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think we were also not expecting it that you know the the pies and then they're sitting there having fun. She's also wearing her his uh, University of American Samoa <laughs> yeah. sweatshirt, and like you know like you're, you're just you're feeling it with them, and she's already on board with the mm-hmm. whole pie story. Like, oh, and she likes it. This is fun. Mm-hmm. We're going out. And then the, the fact that it twisted yeah. and it got so real that it's like yeah. wait, you're doing something illegal. Yeah. You could totally imagine that being the end of like like a worse written version of that show yeah. where they're just eating the pie together. It's like, oh, Jimmy, you're crazy. You, and you, and you cut executive to the, producer cut to the Vista shot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the, the, the thing I feel like we're really learning about Jimmy, you know, as he's now kind of gainfully employed, is that um, there's, you know, I, I really feel like there's a bit of a there's a bit of the same quality that like compulsive gamblers have, like we, with yeah, Jimmy and yeah. his stuff, yeah. where like. His high position now at his new law firm is basically just a bigger place to fall from, and that kind of excites him, honestly, in a way, Um, which is really terrifying, and we know at some point he's either going to walk away from it all or lose it all, you know, and become Saul Goodman. So, and I I thought that was interesting, and that really kind of, you know, kind of rolls into this episode, basically. Yep. Yeah, a lot of this show across the board is about compulsion which is very interesting to me like uh, obviously Chuck uh, with his OCD uh, to a you know to a, a, a medical degree mm-hmm. and uh, but also um, Price and how he obsessively focuses on like the baseball cards and all the baseball stuff yeah and he obsessively focused on the details of the Hummer and how to take yeah. uh, take the corners. And Mrs. Kettleman was sort of that way. Like mm-hmm. She was very compulsive about what people saw her as and yeah. like her appearance and that kind of stuff. You can maybe yeah. stretch that to Mike and his uh, granddaughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially in... When making... Yeah, I think right, his yeah. granddaughter is the extension of him trying to make it up to his son. Yeah. yeah. You can even extend that to Hamlin because Hamlin is a guy who is willing to play the bad guy in in uh, Jimmy's eyes just mm-hmm. so he can be loyal to Chuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and he's still doing that honestly mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. It's like you know, I had nothing to do with it. So I didn't stand in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the show. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's, it's pretty well put yeah. together. I gotta yeah. say, you know, it's uh, no the strain. You look under the hood; the parts still all still work. You know, <laughs> the strain is terrible. Uh, coming back for season three soon. Uh, I believe this summer. Uh, there was something we said last season. I don't remember what it was, but that it would be fun at the end of the series where the series just or the series or the season ends and we would see this. What was it? You remember? Oh, I don't know. The season or the series? Because I think we Either. were just trying to figure out the timeline of Breaking Bad. Was that it? We were trying to like see if it ends near the beginning of Breaking Bad. Oh, I remember what it is now. Um, I think I remember what it is. Uh, the switch. Uh, what it what it actually did? Oh, oh last that episode. last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said um, like last season. Another thing that would be fun to just kind of have them throw in there at one point, or as a DVD extra or something, uh, is just the the cops' reaction watching to whatever video they just. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I would like to see. I would like to see the video too. He's fully clothed too. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's fully clothed. Yeah, he's, he's just fully, sitting in a pie and wriggle around, around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new like, The crying was real. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way to, wait, to, you know, ruin a pair of pants, I'm just going to say. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on the episode before we go to winners and losers? All right. Uh, anybody want to start winners and losers? Uh, I think uh, Nacho might be my winner this uh, episode. I'd say he, so. He came out on top with everything that he did last week. Um, 
And I, I mean, I guess the losers are probably the cops, uh, just in terms of what the, what they got out of the entire uh, investigation was a yeah. terrible video that they ended up having to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this wonderful story. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the winner... I think I'm going to say the winner is Price. Uh, because this could have gone so bad so many ways. Uh, but it didn't. He ended up getting his baseball cards back. Mm-hmm. Um, getting rid of... I mean, he wouldn't count it as a win. Um, but getting rid of the, the Hulkamaniac Hummer. Um, but he got his baseball cards back. Something that he cared more than pretty much anything yeah. anything yeah. about. Uh, and avoided jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the help of Mike, despite uh, how his dumb. stupidity, despite how dumb, I still he don't know if he realizes is. how close he was to going to jail. I, I don't I think, don't he, does. think, I don't think he, he learned his lesson. Nope. I no. really don't. Uh, no. And loser, I think I'm going to go with Jimmy uh, this time. Um, although it could also be winner. Um, is that this uh, facade has started to kind of crack a little bit in front of front of Kim, which is super important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, he, he could have kept that to himself, uh, some, of, some of those details, but he, I guess, felt comfortable enough, maybe based on the Ken Wynn stuff, mm-hmm. to, to bring it up. Um, but I, I, I'm going to go with him as my, my loser of the, of the episode. I'm going to say winner is Chuck, because, you know, Chuck is able to, once again, you know, get out of the house. You yeah. know, he's showing further mastery of... Uh, beating this condition that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but he walks into the office, you know, and immediately it's everyone, you know, putting their phones. Basically, he walks in, he immediately breaks Jimmy's concentration, and I think I think there's a deep and keenly felt level of satisfaction um, in Chuck's mind to how that all goes. Control. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, loser, I would definitely say... Price... You know, because Ask that, pie. yeah, because that's 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 the one thing I would like to see. Not necessarily that scene where they film it, but like I want to see Price coming down from that, where it's just like, <laughs> so you see, you, you, yeah. you, you see what, what 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 you get, you know? Yeah. Um, um, I don't yeah. think we've seen the last of Price. Mm, no, no, yeah. I'm not sure though, I feel like this felt kind that, of like yeah, a conclusion. That feels like the conclusion of the because Price he's story. done with. He, Nacho said, we're, we're done. Yeah. I think that the, the cops have no reason to keep talking to him now that yeah. they've seen him sit in a pie. I think, I think And we got the it. connection between him and, and Nacho again. We yeah. got that, those two, Mike and Nacho, together again. So, yeah, it could be, could be the end, but I guess I just want it not to be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I yeah. Want to um, we I could get a new wacky character. Yeah. Maybe he'll well, be back know. with his yo-yos. Yo-yo master. I don't know if we said this last year, but like the thing about Price that I think is really interesting, especially like how he relates to Mike and how Mike relates to him, more importantly, is that you know we did we definitely looked at him last year as kind of like he's kind of like a proto Walter White in a way, you mm-hmm. know, like just mm-hmm. the way he's you know he's costumed and like you know mm-hmm. just even like the shape of his face and all that kind of stuff, how milk toast he is, you know, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Milk toast. And uh, I love that word. Um, <laughs> and it's really really clever foreshadowing and, and like folks, this is how you do a prequel basically, where it's just like. The interactions he's had with Mike over the past several episodes, and I'm including last year, but basically, you understand why when Mike meets Walt in Breaking Bad, yeah. he has zero patience for him. Yeah. Because he knows exactly who this guy is. Yeah. 
Um, which I thought was a really, really interesting to kind of layer that into Breaking Bad without any, doing any kind of yeah. obvious, like, elbowing you in the ribs. Just like, get it? You know, this mm-hmm. is going to come back later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Winner? Oh, oh mine. Um, I think the winner, my winner is Mike. Because I think, um, I don't think Nacho really had respect for him at first. And I don't think Price understood what he's capable of. And yeah. I think he was able to re- prove himself to Nacho, to Price. He was able to sort of solidify his relationship with Jimmy. And I think I think he came out on top. Because he, he saw a problem and was able to completely fix it. You know, like, and gain sort of relationships in, in the process. And I think... The uh, loser was Ernesto, just because, you know, I don't know. He doesn't get treated with respect a lot. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, he shows up, he doesn't know he's driving this guy back to the office. <laughs> yeah. You know, just poor Ernesto. Yeah. And, and Chuck just expects him to do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's Ernesto that's usually t- taking care of him. Yeah, because uh, he, he belittled him about apples. Right. Um, that's right. In the previous yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel bad for that kid. Yeah. All right, so uh, as far as plugs go, what do, you, what do you got coming up? <laughs> Uh, I don't have much coming up, basically, aside from, you know, writing stuff for my own site, ttcritic.wordpress.com. Um, yeah, I'm free as a bird. I like free time. It's cool. Free agent. Uh, I am going to be in House of Solitude Presents A Galaxy Uncherished. Um, that is March 10th and 11th at the Adrian Theater in Philadelphia. It's at the Playground, which is the first floor, and I will be doing a Southern accent, so check that out. And I will also be in... I will be in Sketchfest the end of this month. Uh, My group, Youth Large, will be uh, performing on March 31st. Uh, The group I direct, Go Rodeo, will be performing on April... Third, third, April third, and Secret Pants will also be performing on April. Nice, 3rd. yeah, uh, yeah. Mine are uh, similar. Secret Pants is uh, doing a thing, which is rare these days. Um, that'll be April third. I don't have much more details than that. Uh, and Swedish will also be on the thirty first uh, as part of Sketchfest, and more details to come. Cool. Uh, as for myself, uh, this is Mike. I would say uh, if you're in Philadelphia. Go to the Philly Improv Theater, 2030 Sansom. Check out Study Hall on Saturday night. Uh, Saturday the 20... What is that? 4th? What is Saturday? This Saturday? Uh, isn't that the 27th? Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Saturday the 26th or the 27th? Uh, sat- uh, check out Study Hall. <laughs> what day is today? This is our so math today's the 23rd. Today's the 23rd, it's the 23rd. and it's... We record this on a Tuesday. Twenty seventh. So little magic. Yeah. Uh, check out Study Hall at the Philly Improv Theater on February twenty seventh. A really cool show uh, where Professor Michael Udell of Drexel University uh, delivers real lectures and lessons, uh, and the cast of improvisers do scenes that are inspired by them. The really really talented cast as well. And this month we have special guest uh, Pennsylvania State Senator uh, Dalen Leach. Uh, We'll be giving a special chat to uh, the audience as well. Uh, And then we're going to completely make fun of it. Um, (laughs) Laugh and learn. Yeah, laugh and learn at Study Hall. Uh, And uh, (laughs) The Future, which is the team I direct at 9 p.m. And you can check out uh, a whole bunch of different things uh, at MikeMarbeck.com and follow me on Twitter at MikeMarbeck. Last thing I'll say is uh, rate and review us. 
on iTunes, please. Uh, we tell all your friends. Tell all your friends, whether they watch it or not. Uh, because uh, you could win <laughs> a Better Call Saul t-shirt. Whether you love this podcast or hate it, uh, we will pick someone to uh, send a Better Call Saul t-shirt to uh, if you rate and review the podcast throughout the month <laughs> of March. Um, Are we I, eligible? No. Right. Um, but <laughs> then, I, then I'm not going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's possible. Maybe we'll make it a random drawing and then um, pick somebody that's not at the table. Um, so go to uh, iTunes, rate and review Breaking Goodman, and you could win a Better Call Saul t-shirt. Uh, and uh, email us at SRM Podcast with any questions. Also, if you review, let us know your name. Uh, that you review under so that we can kind of keep track of those things. Or if I work with you, just come to me at work on, like, my lunch break. And be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, just let's talk about television. Yeah. Uh, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody.